0: On today's episode...
1: My university was full of foreigners, no English people. (laughs) I conditioned the flat and uh, the living room was converted into a lattice studio. And that's how I started in business in the UK. The sun shines... Because there's some Mexicans that say that the sun never shines, and they say that the English people are very cold. And that's not true. It's the opposite. Actually, English people are very supportive.
0: I'm David Bevis, and you're listening to Mexico Over the Wall, a podcast about Mexico from the other side. First off, thanks to Karen Allen and Jason Platt for their comments on the previous episode. It's great to get feedback on what I've been doing. Thanks also to Adriana Malloy for getting in touch to ask when I'll be interviewing people from other nationalities. I'm going to be doing just that in this episode, as my next guest is actually from Mexico, although he doesn't actually live here. I'll let him introduce himself.
1: Okay, my name is Mario, Mario Perez. And uh, what do I do? Wow, that's, a very, that's an interesting question. I think I do lots of things, uh, but mostly some entrepreneurial stuff. So that means I build small companies and I run the small companies.
0: Whereabouts are you?
1: I'm I'm based in uh, London, the southwest of England. And uh, so London, that's uh, Putney, SW15, just uh, very close to Chelsea.
0: Okay. And how did you end up in the UK?
1: when when I was about 18 I wanted to 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 go abroad especially that I was renting some rooms for foreigners at home back in Mexico uh, city and um, I realized that the world was so big and it wasn't just Mexico and um, so somehow I got interested and um, I applied I apply for a university and to enter and study a degree and I got accepted And uh, at the same time, I met uh, my now wife, Australian, who was uh, living in Mexico. She was um, uh, staying there for about one and a half, two years, and uh, she wanted to come back to London, because that's where she originally studied, and uh, she wanted to come back. And uh, I thought, okay, that's a good idea, and I can come with her, and then we would can help each other and uh, that's how i came
0: how was it when you when you first got to the uk did you have any any uh, problems adjusting or
1: it was very um fast uh, because i arrived on a thursday uh, possibly around 2 in the afternoon and i had a job already i was i was i went for an interview the following day a friday that was um, due to the fact that my now wife already was here for about a month, and she had some contacts, and she was working in a in a restaurant inside the the British Museum. So um, I got an interview the following day I arrived, and I was working that day, so everything was really fast and and stuff. I already had a place to stay.
0: Was it fairly straightforward the the process of, of adapting to to living in the UK?
1: Um, the process, I, I remember. Um, When I arrived at the airport, that was a a tough, tough situation. That was about 20 years ago. And because I had a lot, kind of of a three, four years visa, it was a long visa and it was a student visa. So I had to go screening and things like that. And uh, that was a bit uh, kind of a traumatic because uh, they had to do chest x-rays and things like that, thinking like, you know, Mexico is a desert or, or some <laughs> animals live there or something like that so that was really that was interesting so it took me about two hours to three hours the process of um actually getting through the through the um, immigration uh, but once that was completed then it, it was um it was fine um the process of adapting i mean as i said, as i mentioned to you it was um very fast I was already uh, working and most of the people that I met they were foreigners either um, Europeans but not many English and obviously not many Londoners but um, and I after that so after a week I went to, to the university and um just to to check it out and uh, see what was my course like and do the induction and all that. So, but again, my university was full of foreigners, no English people. <laughs> I think the only only English people that I met during that time, during the first few months, two or three months, it was either my boss, who was the manager, general manager at the restaurant, or uh, my landlord. Who was English, yeah. but the, the rest of the people were uh, the Spanish, Finnish, you name it. Not many um, people from South America or Central America. Mainly um, Africans um, and Europeans.
0: And and what's it like living in the UK compared to living in Mexico?
1: It's a completely different place you have to forget about the stuff that you have in Mexico like food and things like that because if you come with a very narrow mind that, and this is what the Mexicans believe that um, the food in Mexico is the best food and uh, and so on uh, you know this is this is things that um goes through generations and parents tell you but once you come to a different place um and you see here um it's just amazing, you know. The stuff is so different. Uh, if you are open-minded, um, you can find whatever you want, and it's it's very very cool. It's very very interesting, yeah. But um, yeah, you have to forget a little bit of what. What kind, can kind of leave your past behind and then start a new, a new uh, life.
0: Is, is there anything you miss about living in Mexico?
1: What do I miss? Um, I miss the weather. The weather is some um, something that you don't think too much in um, in Mexico because the weather tends to be pretty reasonable. Um, so sometimes you miss it, especially in the winter here. But again, over the years, you appreciate that actually you have seasons here, and. Um, mm-hmm. And you're looking forward to one season and then the other one. And, and, and that's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty nice. But yeah, sometimes in the winter you miss things like uh, the weather and uh, sometimes food. But, um, the family, um, I guess nowadays you, sp- I may speak to my parents almost every day. I have friends all over the world. Um, so, um, no, I, I I think at the moment I'm I'm okay. Yeah.
0: What advice would you have for anybody who's coming to live in the in the UK?
1: Um, do a bit of a research where you want to live, because that's one of the problematic parts. It's very expensive. You need to find a, a good place, and if you don't find, if you don't do your research, and then you just come over, and uh, and find you know a place on the on the internet and stuff, it can be very very traumatic. You can have really horrible landlords, not English. Possibly going to be from other parts of the world, and you're going to have live in a very horrible uh, conditions, and that is very traumatic. So I would recommend you to to get in touch with I don't know maybe websites, look around. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can come on a, on an Airbnb and then have a look. You know for a, two weeks weeks and then after that find a place and, and a nice landlord and stuff because if you're trying to do it from abroad it's just not going to happen and it's, it's traumatic.
0: How did you end up um, doing doing what it is that you do now?
1: Uh, I mean what I do now it's um, I studied business I was studying economics in Mexico economics degree but um, I didn't like it um, and I already had a, a business in Mexico a restaurant so when I came here, there was a push because um, I, I, I was going to to university and I was working at that restaurant. But everything is very expensive, and um, and I needed to to get on, you know, earn some some good income. And and uh, my now wife was a, a teacher, a Pilates teacher. And I remember once a summer. I think the first summer we spent here, I bought a, a bicycle, and I uh, used to live in Central London, and where we live now, it's the Southwest. So it takes, a, just to give you an idea, it's probably like Mexico City downtown Reforma, and uh, where I live now, it's around Edregal or something like that. So it takes a little bit of time. So I bought a bicycle that summer, and uh, my wife was already working in in that in this area, and uh, she was teaching Pilates. And um, and I didn't know what that technique was. And uh, so I bought my bicycle. And uh, the day that I bought it, and I said, okay, I'm going to ride all the way there and then see where she works. So I went there and then I saw the studio where she was working and I said, oh, I, can, I can put one of these ones. And uh, it was a crazy idea, but um, I managed to convince uh, my wife. At the same time, we were not very happy with the living conditions because we were living in a, in a very nice house, but the, the, the landlord was um, uh, not very nice landlord. So he got drunk every night and um, and uh, and we were renting a room there. So we decided to move. Uh, so we moved near where she was working. And um, so it was very expensive. We got a flat and, and that's what kind of a push me to do a business and then trying to make more money and um, I use some of my money from the university to purchase some equipment. So I built a website and, uh, and uh, I conditioned the flat and uh, the living room was converted into a lattice studio and that's how I started in business in
0: the UK. Okay, were there, were there any uh, hurdles to, to setting up a business in the UK?
1: I found the the system in in the UK it's very very uh, because it's an old system it's very very well thought every every single thing works and uh, so it's very easy there's no 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 much complications you kind of uh, set up the business and uh, you call mm-hmm. your accountant and you can do your own taxes solicitor and stuff you don't really need it because we were trading in our home. At a later stage, my landlord asked me what we were doing there, and then we said, "Oh, we teach some private clients here," and the landlord was happy as long as we pay the rent. And uh, the clients, they thought it was uh, it was a proper business because um, it had an entrance. Uh, the flat had an entrance to the street, not a communal entrance. It had its own entrance, private entrance, so um, it looked like a business. And um, so every, everything was very easy. Build the website, and um, clients were coming there. And then they, they thought it was it was it was like kind of a cool place to come and, and things. And that was not really, not not hurdles at all. No.
0: Are there are there any uh, projects you're working on at the moment that you'd like to to talk about?
1: I mean, uh, before the COVID nineteen, I was looking to get uh, a building. Uh, So literally, the the building has got uh, a flat. It's a three-bedroom flat at the top. And downstairs, it's got um, a shop. And uh, so I was looking to take the the building and then rent the the flat upstairs uh, and convert it into rooms, maybe four or five rooms. And uh, the the place downstairs is converted into therapy rooms. Uh, It was um, an old shop. They were, they were selling um, kitchens, so it kind of had already the partitions because you have to show the the, the kitchens and stuff. So, so um, yeah, I was looking to do that. Hopefully, everything at the moment is, is frozen. So um, hopefully, once COVID finishes, and um, I might I might be able to to get back and, and then negotiation table and uh, get it.
0: Has the uh, pandemic caused any, any problems for your business in other ways or
1: Yes, it's um it's very traumatic, I think for everybody. It's uh, yeah, my businesses are closed at the moment, so we're just hemorrhaging money. It's difficult because um, as a business owner, you have to make decisions and, and sometimes that those decisions uh, affect people. And uh, it's very difficult uh, sometimes to get them through and uh, some people are upset. However, they tend to, um, I think it's part of the process, you know, through the months and and, uh, they might understand what the the actions were and why were you taking those decisions. But um, yeah, it's been been difficult. The government has helped, but um, somehow we haven't received all the help that we should have received. And uh, so it's just uh, like the waiting game. And uh, literally some the one who is stronger is the one who is going to last the race because it is difficult for everybody.
0: What do you do in your free time?
1: Well, my free time, um, I go... I like to do exercise. So um, actually, I just... Before I... Uh, we're starting the the interview. I went for, for a run. I live very near um, Richmond Park. And uh, so I went for a run, an hour, an hour and a half. So a little bit I do is to exercise. I have a little shed there and I have equipment. So I do, I used to go to the gym a lot, but then now I do CrossFit. So I have some bar days some plates, and literally I just set up here in my garden. Now there is nice weather in my living room and uh, that's that's what i do i used to read a lot but then i'm got into the exercise thing and uh, it's just uh, i train twice a day so it takes a bit of time
0: is there anything else you'd like to add or, or recommend
1: i mean for people coming to to the uk um do your research sometimes people think oh i'm i'm going to 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 live in the uk but you know the uk is Huge, you know, it's London and all that, and and so where you're gonna live because sometimes they say, oh, I'm going to the UK, and then you might end up, you know, in the north, and it's not like I don't like the north, but it's very very different, or the south is very very different, and London again, you know, London is almost like a a country, you know, within the UK. Um, there yeah, do your do your research. Um, if you have friends who live here. Maybe come for holidays before. If you, if you had an opportunity, you know, come for a week, two weeks, have a look, see what it's like. And I come with an open mind. And uh, I think London is one of the best cities in the world. It's great. And then, yeah, the sun shines because there's some Mexicans that say that the Someone never shines, and they say that the English people are very cold. And that's not true. It's the opposite. Actually, English people are very supportive. It's difficult to make friends with them, because at the end of the day, we have to understand we are the foreigners here. They have already got their lives here. And it's different than in Mexico, because Mexicans tend to adopt more of the foreigners, make them part of the family. But here it's like, oh, you're a foreigner, you want more. But yeah, do your research and uh, come on holidays if you can and see where you're going to live.
0: So I was talking there to Mario Perez, who lives in London. Over the course of this series, I'm going to be interviewing people from all over the place about their experiences of living in Mexico. If you live in Mexico and would like to take part, please get in touch by writing to feedback at MexicoOverTheWall.com. Please support the podcast by giving us a review, which you can do via MexicoOverTheWall.com slash Apple for Apple Podcasts, slash Stitcher for Stitcher, or leave us a review via your favourite podcast provider. You can also support us with hard cash by sponsoring us on Patreon. One of the benefits of sponsorship is that you can get extended versions of these interviews. Go to Patreon.com slash MexicoOverTheWall for more details. That's it for this episode. Hope you liked it. See you next time.